finding suitable mental health medications can be a challenge. The GeneSight test may help. Did you know that genetics can play an important role in gaining insight on how a person may respond to various medications? Understanding this may help reduce medication trial and error. GeneSight is a genetic test that analyzes variations in DNA. It shows how genes may affect someone's metabolism or response to medications commonly prescribed to treat depression, anxiety, and other mental health conditions. Visit GeneSight.com for more information. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Um, and we are playing her today. We had the big uh, 5K road race, which doesn't sound like much, but there's a couple of big hills in there. This is the song, by the way, this is a song that I run to when I when I need inspiration. It's called uh, Remember to Breathe. That's what you need to do. I have a couple of songs about breathing. Because that's the key, Ironhead, as you would know, because you were there yesterday. Uh, you had kind of a strange running outfit on when I saw you at the end. You had jeans and like work boots, uh, you know, whatever it takes. <laughs> uh, how'd boots. you do? What was your time? My time was I showed up at nine uh, ten. You know what? You should have just walked the course. It's a nice course. It's a great atmosphere. We're talking about the Ritzer race in Andover. Uh, right uh, through the Phillips Andover campus, and there, are, and and everyone thinks it's three miles. What's the big deal? I can do it. And sometimes that's true. But when you hit the second hill, there's a big hill in the woods, uphill on the gravel, and people are just peeling off. People who don't normally run are peeling off into the trees and throwing up and just gasping for air, gasping for their lives. And I will say, it is not an easy first mile. But after that. It's kind of flattened or, or downhill. And then the atmosphere is so good. Everyone's wearing pink to honor Colleen Ritzer, the teacher who was murdered in her classroom in Danvers. Uh, and it's just a, it's just a really good event. We hung around afterwards and did uh, the show with uh, my sometimes friend, Kirk Minahan, my former partner. Uh, and uh, he's, he, he can run, man. He's, he's all he does whine about how COVID killed him. Then he runs the 5K in 22-something. Yeah, I know. Which He's is pretty quick. damn impressive. <laughs> I was pretty, I was happy with my, uh, with my time. I need to look that up to see in my age group where I finish. Because sometimes, you know, there's not a lot of guys who, who finish who are as old as I am. Although this one is such a big race. It's like 3,000 people. I'm sure there were some studs who just left me in the dust. But uh, we're good. We're good. We had our Callahan coffee. That's, I, I am just blown away by how many people bought it and drink it and talk about it and review it and tell me how good it is. I haven't had one person, Ironhead, and this is credit to you. You're the one who picked it out. I haven't had one person say it sucks. Even all the assholes that uh, usually just try to bust balls. There's not one person who's come up to me and said, I bought it and I want my money back. It's terrible. There's like people really like it and they, they, you know, they point out how much better it is than Dunkin' Donuts. I'll, I'll just, you know, I'm just going to say that it's much, much better than Dunkin' Donuts. And we can get to this, but I don't know how many, how many bags, how many pounds we've sold. But I do know that we have exceeded, we have beaten Jill Biden. Jill, Dr. Jill, I was going to get to this later. We can do it now. Uh, this is a remarkable failure. Dr. Jill has a book out, and I understand that nobody really wants to read it. I mean, nobody has any interest in her life story and how she dumped her husband, was cheating on her husband with Joe Biden uh, and her husband. He occasionally does interviews, her ex-husband, talking about how they were sneaking around behind his back and how she dumped him because, you know, Joe was rich and famous and was, you know, someday going to be president. So we know there is nobody who loves the power, the fame, as much as Dr. Jill. So she writes a book. It comes out, she sold 250 copies. 200, her husband allegedly got 81 million votes. <laughs> and 200, you would think there would be more, there'd be like, uh, you know, 100,000 people who would want to do it to support their candidate and his wife and put it on their coffee table or put it on their you know kitchen table. Say, look, I'm I'm a big supporter of Dr. Jill. You think the teachers she's always uh, bowing down in front of all the uh, 
would would buy it, you know, put it in their classroom. It, it is remarkable. 250. We've sold more coffee than she sold books. It seems impossible uh, for her to sell that few of books. Doesn't it seem like I me mean, just to, again, people who aren't going to read it. Nobody's going to read it. It's like Obama. Obama He's he's written like six autobiographies already. Nobody reads them, but they buy them just to show their support. It's like Obama in one of his books, you know, father, whatever, one of his alleged biographies, he, he wrote about eating dog and nobody knew it until like two years later when Mitt Romney put his dog on the roof of his car and drove to Canada, which was pretty stupid. But, and somebody pointed out, what's the big deal? Obama eight dogs and he did and he wrote about it when he was living in uh wherever he was living indonesia uh and but nobody's read the book so nobody knew they had to go fell thumb through and find the chapter about eating dogs but you would think people would buy it just to support the bidens but they didn't they don't and i, I don't blame them imagine sitting down and actually taking out a book about jill biden and reading it Ugh. i mean <laughs> it just seems uh, laughable. And I guess it is. Nobody, nobody bought it. Nobody's buying it. It is a total failure, but she'll probably make $6 million because that is one of the best ways to launder money is, uh, and we've seen it time and again, happen with Andrew Cuomo, who allegedly made $5 million to write a book that nobody read. And now they're investigating and hopefully they will make them pay it back. I don't think anyone's going to make Jill, Jill Biden pay back the money she made. Cause she probably made about $118 on the book. So <laughs> um, poor Jill, poor Jill. All right, let's get to the big story over the weekend. Big story besides the 5k that we ran and we hung out and, and uh, you know, schmoozed with the mini fans and, and, you know, a lot of people from my past, I don't know half the, I don't know half the characters anymore. I can't keep up. Yeah. You do. You were, you were introducing me to people and I'm saying, who's this again? Oh, he's big on Twitter. Oh, he's big in the minute fan world. And, uh, but it was a good crowd. There was no real dicks. There's nobody, you know, looking for a fight. And no. if they were, you were there. Ironhead was my muscle. I was there. Yeah. Were, yeah. You were there. I know if someone came near me, you were going to tackle him. It was going to be like, <laughs> Your secret service, you were gonna tackle them and bring them down, but we had a good time. I think I think we had some laughs. Kirky, last time I did the show with Kirk at the race, he was mad because we didn't have any fun. But I think we had a few laughs and we had a good time. Nah, that show is good. It was very funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know what? We didn't do the story that I I I, I think we should have done. I should have forced it in because the time New York Times hit piece on Tucker Carlson came out. Over the weekend, I believe it dropped Saturday morning or Friday night, and it was just glorious. I have to say, I just tweeted this, uh, retweeted this Glenn Greenwald tweet, and it's so right. Glenn Greenwald, a journalist, former uh, former left winger, now he's kind of like a voice of reason out there. He's a frequent guest with Tucker. He left his website that he started, The Intercept, because they are part of the corrupt media establishment, that he's kind of a renegade. He's really good. Good follow. Uh, lives in Brazil with his husband and his children, but he's always on Fox and he's always good. And he tweets, even a decade ago, an endless three-part investigative series heavily promoted by the New York Times devoted to calling someone a racist and a fascist over and over would have destroyed anyone's reputation and career. Uh, now, it doesn't matter at all because they only speak to liberals. Now, and he's so right, a decade ago, this would have been devastating. This would have cost Fox, you know, advertisers. Uh, uh, Tucker would have been on the ropes. They he would have been forced to explain parts of the story and apologize. And fortunately for Tucker, and there he is, there's his reaction. If you're watching with us on Locals, if you're not, Google it, because this is the reaction to the New York Times, which is a joke now. Uh, Tucker holds it up and he's laughing. I pointed this out, I think, uh, sad Friday or Saturday on Twitter is that, uh, you know, this is the definition of winning, you know, winning. We always heard Trump talk about winning. You wouldn't be tired of winning. This is the definition of winning right here. Tucker Definitely. dominates the ratings, the revenue, uh, you know, even if, even if the, uh, scumbags it, like uh, media matters and the, the Murchison's out there, even if they get, people to cancel him or drop ads doesn't matter because the revenue on cable news is massive 
the revenue from subscription, cable subscriptions at, at uh, Fox last year was over a billion dollars. So they're probably paying Tucker, I don't know, 15 million a year. And it's a bargain at twice the price. He is earning his money, dominating the ratings, setting the agenda, making people like this react like the New York Times, making them react, making them lie, making them attempt to smear him. And what does he do? He laughs at them, just like he does on his show when he does uh, the news and reacts. He laughs at people like this. It is exactly what you'd expect. Calling him a racist and without any proof, without any evidence, they call him a racist over and over again for one reason. He is against the illegal immigration. He's against open borders. The one thing where they think they got him, it's bizarre, because I remember talking about this, it was probably two years ago, and he said illegal immigration makes it makes this country poorer and dirtier. And there was a big uproar, and there were people calling for it yeah. to be canceled. And immediately, as he always does, he uh, confronts it head on, and he's got proof that the areas where the illegal immigrants come across are just full of litter, you know, the rivers, the gland, they just leave their trash everywhere. And he shows it and he proves it. And by the way, he talks to people who say, yeah, they leave a real mess and they show video. Here's the, it's, his point is they litter. They don't respect the the land, the environment like we do. And it's true. There's lots of places in the world that don't care about litter. You know, hell it used to be that way in this country. I point that out all the time when I was a kid. People threw stuff like out of their cars on the highway. There yeah. was a whole TV campaign with the crying Indian. People don't realize that was Liz Warren. That was Liz Warren before she became <laughs> yeah. a senator. Yeah. She was the crying Indian. But they show someone throw like a McDonald's bag out their window and it lands at his feet and he's crying because litter was a thing. Somehow people, and, and I point this out all the time, the environmentalists will never admit the things are much, much better than they were, you know, 20, 40, 50 years ago. There is not, there's not a lot of litter. There's no leaded gas. There's much less pollution in the rivers. We've made great strides environmentally, but they don't want to admit that because then they couldn't sell their panic. You know, they want, uh, they want you to think we're all going to die if we don't, whatever, use, we use paper straws, but it's nonsense. And Tucker was just pointing out one of the problems with illegal immigration is litter. It's not the biggest problem. It definitely you know, you know drives down wages for working class. This crime, this this the the, the stress they put on the health, the, the hospitals, the schools, and these uh, border areas. We see it every day if you're paying attention to the news. Uh, but anyway, he's against illegal immigration. For that, they call him a racist over and over and over again. This story is. I saw the number, uh, something like uh, eight, no. 80,000? 80,000, right, 80,000 words. 80,000 words. To put that in perspective, an average column you read in the newspaper, you used to read, nobody reads the newspaper anymore, but is like 800 words. So that would be 100 times longer than the average column. It's three parts, and if you haven't read it, you don't have to. This. Uh, outlet stories that have done excerpts. I'm looking at the at townhall.com. They got a whole story on just picking it apart. Uh, it's 80,000 words. It has a video presentation that goes with it if you're too stupid to read or don't want to read. And then there's a follow-up, which I haven't even read yet. I couldn't get it on my laptop, but I got it on my phone and ended up reading it. And it's it, it uh, there are four or five points where I just laughed. This is nothing. This is the definition of a hit piece. This is going to raise Tucker to another level because they don't do this for just anybody. They do this to people who are real threats. This is what they did to Donald Trump. Uh, this is what they will do. I'm going to predict about well, a month. This is what they will do to Elon Musk. Get ready. You're going to see it might not be 80,000 words but it will be long. It will be detailed and it will be full of lies, smears. It'll be, they'll call him a racist. They'll talk about South Africa. They'll do, they'll find somebody that's thought Tesla, you know, some Tesla dealership was discriminating against whatever, a black salesman or something. It's coming. They will do this to Musk in the near future and somewhere in the next 
uh, in a year, they will do it to Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis, they'll find somebody he grew up with, some kid that he you know beat up on the playground when they were eight years old, or somebody in the <laughs> Navy that he met and he didn't like, and they will paint DeSantis as a racist, as a homophobe, as a transphobe, as a as a uh, Islamophobe. It's just the playbook. Nothing I've ever read follows the playbook like this, though. They just go, they make these baseless accusations about about racism, and they literally just say, they talk about his stance on immigration. They don't say necessarily he's against illegal immigration. They say he's against immigration, which is a lie, and everybody knows it, but it doesn't matter. As Greenwell points out, they're talking to the choir here. They're talking to their people, and they're, uh, and they're just... Um, reaffirming their uh, prejudices, you know, their biases. See, the guy that everybody loves, the guy that gets 4 million viewers a night, the guy that really uh, sets the agenda for everyone else on cable news, he's a racist. Of course, he's been doing this for 30 years, and he's only became a racist, you know, when he left. He was at CNN, he was at MSNBC, he was a magazine writer for years. I don't even think he was a racist until he started dominating the ratings. That's when he became a racist. It was really when and, he took the bow tie off. Yeah, that's true. He took the, that was a great career move, by the way. I believe Ann Coulter gets credit for telling him to lose the bow tie. And it's true. He used to be fatter and he had a bow tie and he just looked so punchable. <laughs> and, you know, and it was a smart move. It was no bow ties don't work for anyone. Look at Joe Biden. We'll get to Joe Biden at the correspondence dinner. Someone has to tell him the bow tie goes this way, like horizontal, not vertical. You know, right. does, he, does he think bow ties work like regular ties? They go vertical. But we'll get to that. I, mean, I got to get a few more things on this Tucker thing because it is. And I know most people listening to me aren't going to devote, you know, three hours to reading this. Uh, but they literally go back. I don't know, four generations, five generations. They go back to the 1850s to talk about, to write about his family, his great, uh, I'll get the, 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 what is how many greats, his great, 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 great grandfather or something. And they talk about the, you know, the, the uh, origins of the, of the, whatever, the, the bias, the origins of the racism. Um, let me see if I can find that here. The, the guy's name is Miller, his great, 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 great grandfather. And in perhaps one of the most, I don't know, sordid, sickening stories, they talk about his mother. I never knew this. I have to say, I found it. Here's the great, it's the great, great, great grandfather named Henry Miller, who said, who declared that we didn't take our land. This is what they quote. His great, great, we didn't take our land from Mexico. This is our country. This isn't their country. This is his, again, that's supposed to make you think that, you know, it's a long line of, of racists and uh, naturally. Yeah. Uh, right. And uh, nativists. Uh, but imagine that. Imagine this is remarkable when you think about it. They, New York times, the guy who wrote this, the lead guy on this, this guy, Nick confessor, confessory, confessory, Nick confessory spent over a year on this over a year, they put nine reporters on the story to watch 1150 episodes of Tucker and look for racism or, you know, his opposition to unfettered uh, illegal immigration to open borders. So, you know, anytime he was, did a segment against open borders, they flagged it and said, look, racism. And if he did something mocking, you know, Maxine Waters or, or AOC, which he does all the time, sexism, racism, and sexism, and misogyny. It's just so typical. Maxine Waters is the most racist person I've ever seen in my life. No, no. and here's what they declare in a headline. They said his show is the most, where I'm going to get it, most racist show in cable news history. <laughs> I don't care how politically biased you are. Joy Reid does racism every night. That's all Joy Reid does. Joy Reid thinks, you know, every, I mean, immediately Musk bought Twitter 
immediately she says, oh, he misses South Africa. He's he's not going to give marginalized people, women of color, a, a voice. And everything she does is racist. Everything. And uh, the idea that anybody, and I mean, nobody's in her league, but they make all these references. Oh, damn it. My connection here is gone. Uh, make all these references to uh, publications that are, you know, KKK or Nazi things like Daily Stormer. I mean, I don't even know where you would get that, how you'd read that. But there's a great, they, they refer to Tucker getting his information about illegal immigration from Nazi publications like this one, uh, Daily. And Cernovich, this guy, Mike Cernovich, who's a really good follow on Twitter, gives at least three references where Tucker got the information from the New York times, <laughs> not, not from the daily stormer. Uh, it's just bizarre that you would think that Tucker's re uh, whatever. Anyway, anyway, they go back into his family history and his grandparents. And obviously he is a child of privileges. His father was a journalist. His mother was some kind of heir. His mother was crazy though. She was uh, apparently an alcoholic. He's talked about it in the past, although I didn't really know she left the family, left him and his brother, she moved to France. She married some other Swanson, whatever it is, TV, Swanson frozen food family, married some other rich guy, lost contact, did not, you know, he didn't have a mother after she left. She was gone. And when she died, she left allegedly in her will. Although this is contested. It's like her, his mother's brother said that he had a will that she wrote leaving Tucker with $1. She left him with $1 and his brother Buckley left the two of them with $1 each. That's and like even a waiter with a one penny. One of the same uh, thing. Yeah, obviously he doesn't need it or anything, but the idea that you would bring that up and that would be you know, a part of this to explain, you know, how, how he's uh, uh, the, the, the headline is how Tucker Carlson stoked white fear to conquer cable. You know, Tucker said this, before the piece even came out, he knew it was coming out. And he said, he's, he believes what Martin Luther King believed, what I believe. Don't judge people on the color of their skin. And, and he doesn't, but they can't handle that because the New York times has flipped like all leaders of all you know, race hustlers. They flip Martin Luther King's message on its head and they judge everyone by the color of their skin. Nothing matters, but race, everything must be seen through the prism of race. That's all they do. That's what our, political leaders do. That's what, you know, what uh, Ayanna Presley does and AOC and, and Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden and Mala, everything's about race. Tucker doesn't buy into that. He doesn't fall for that. And he says, you want to come at me, come at me. And they do. And again, 10 years ago, this might've had an impact. Now it's a joke. Now he's laughing, laughing at them, laughing, mocking them. Um, one thing they did in the video, whatever, part two is a video thing. And they act like this is an indictment on Tucker. They act like it's an indictment. They say he doesn't have guests with opposing views. He doesn't have debates anymore. They, you know, he used to, first of all, two things on this, you know, and Kirk and I talked about this yesterday. Nobody has any debates anymore. It's like a dying thing, a dying genre, the Hannity and Combs or the crossfire or the, the Kirk and Callahan, where you actually have fights and you take sides. And if you're on radio, you take calls and this guy supports you and you support that doesn't happen anymore. It's kind of, it's too bad. Tucker, when he started off, when he replaced O'Reilly, he had a few uh, liberals on. He had this woman called the liberal Sherpa, she later accused him of sexual, whatever of misconduct, which was a joke. Mm. Um, he had Adam Schiff on at a fight with him. That doesn't happen anymore, but that's not because he doesn't want it to happen. He would love that. Didn't it but say, they, didn't it say though, like uh, they went back like the last 7,000 guests or whatever he had, right. like 1,000 well, of them were opposing right. views. One, yes. Yes. That's but, pretty but good. They, there's a little graphic where they show how many people opposed him, you know, whatever, five years ago and how many oppose him now. And there's fewer dissenting opinions, but unlike the people on the left who don't want to hear an opposing opinion, don't want to have a fight. Tucker does. 
he would love it. He would love to have a battle with someone every night. He would love if this snake, Nick Confessory, Confessori, come, would come on a show tonight. He would have them on and debate them. And they would never do that because they're, they're afraid of them. Most liberal guests are afraid of Tucker. They know he would chew them up and spit them out so they don't go on, even if he invites them and sends a limo for them. They won't go on. Well, no one else huh. is no one else on any news program is doing one in seven. That's for how, sure. How is that his fault? I, I mean, know. you really do you really think he's afraid to have on whoever to have on Adam Schiff? No. Uh, or Ayanna Presley? He would love to AOC. He mocks her like nightly. But you imagine if you're mocking AOC, this fraud, this moron who parks her Tesla illegally outside of Whole Foods and pretends she's a big champion for the working people, the, the woman who wore a tax the rich dress to the Met Gala. You mock her, you're sexist or racist, I don't even know. You mock Maxine Waters, who's so corrupt. You know, she pays her family a fortune out of her campaign. She doesn't even live in her district. She outwardly calls for violence against Trump supporters. So if you criticize her, you're racist and sexist. It is amazing. It is, you know, it's sad to think people used to fall for this kind of garbage, but again, not anymore, not anymore. The idea that the, 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 the Tucker deserves to be criticized because he doesn't have a lot of opposing views. Let me remind you, the New York times, oh, there, we got, we got a picture of uh, AOC's Tesla Taking up two spots, I believe that's uh, like a handicap. Yeah, it is. You can see the handicap thing at the top, right? Yeah, on the you can see it on the ground as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right, right, right. That is uh, Sandy Cortez's Tesla parked in a handicap spot outside of Whole Foods. That could be the most perfect picture that encapsulates the the utter hypocrisy <laughs> of the, the crazy lefties these days. Especially because she's picture. she's going at Elon Musk over the weekend. <laughs> right. No. No. Here's my car. Uh, um, but but the New York Times, I must remind people, ran a column by Tom Cotton, a sitting U.S. senator that called for the National Guard to be called out against the violent BLM gangs and mobs and the Antifa mobs that were burning cities and trying to you know, burn a courthouse in, in, in Portland and attacking the White House. They, he said they should bring out the National Guard. That upset the snowflakes so much they fired the editor who green lighted it. A guy said, we're going to let a U.S. Senator write a column uh, supporting use of the national guard. They fired the guy. That's how much they, you know, appreciate opposing views and dissenting opinions. They, they are just the biggest bunch of frauds. This will do nothing but help Tucker. This will do nothing but raise his profile. And tonight at eight o'clock, Everyone's going to be tuning in to hear what he says about this. I'm sure he's already written uh, a, a rebuttal that will just take it apart piece by piece. And he will invite the writer or any of the nine people who worked on this. I tell you, when I worked at a newspaper, if they gave you two days to work on a story, it was great. It was like a treat. You had two days. If you didn't have to get it done that day, it felt like you know a vacation when I worked in a magazine, you got a week to work on a story. It felt like a lifetime. It was great. You could relax, take your time. I can't imagine having a year to work on a story. This guy must have, I don't know what his, how his golf game is, but I'm assuming it got a lot better. Or he worked on his tan or maybe seeing I was a New York Times guy. He probably, uh, I don't know, worked. He probably made a pot, went to pottery class or, you know, he learned how to paint abstract or something. Uh, but, or maybe he had time to go to, you know, Antifa rallies cause he's probably that kind of radical. He works with the times, but, um, he works for MSNBC. Uh, let's see. You don't find out until 50 paragraphs in that the writer who is writing this hit piece on Tucker works for the competition. Is that, is that not amazing? And it's just a quick little thing in parentheses. It says the writer of this article is an MSNBC contributor, 50 paragraphs in. So they hire someone who works for the competition who hates Tucker and wants to bring him down. And they don't think they have to mention that until 50 paragraphs in it's remarkable. This is so they should show this in, in journalism school on just how, 
to do something completely unprofessional and completely transparent, by the way, it is just the most uh, transparent hit piece designed to uh, bring down, to hurt their enemy. The New York times, as I've said many times, is not a newspaper. It's never been, it hasn't been for years. Uh, the New York times is like the Boston globe. It's just a plaything. It's the media wing of the far left. Everything you see in it is designed to hurt uh, their enemies, hurt their uh, opponents, keep them from uh, growing any bigger or stronger. Um, yeah, they write about him in his thirties. He was a heavy drinker, but he gave it up because of his mother. Uh, you know, they try to delve into what what's behind this 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 evil, dark, uh, racist, and they. I mean, and I'm amazing. They talk about how he criticized Maxine Waters. If you can't criticize Maxine Waters, it's over. Shut it down. Close up shop. You can't criticize that lunatic, that moron, that racist. I mean, she she is just the worst. And and doesn't do much for her constituents, but just the loudest, most obnoxious voice. And he criticized her. He must be racist. But I, I'm looking forward tonight to seeing uh, Tucker's rebuttal. It should be fun. And uh, they ain't. They got no shot of, of bringing him down or even hurting him. I don't know if they still, if they'll, I'm sure they're sending it to advertisers. Again, that's what they do. It's what the New York Times does, the Boston Globe, the Washington Post, these former newspapers, again, now serving as the PR arm of the far left. They will send this to the advertisers. They will implore them to bail on Tucker. They won't. Well, most of them won't. And even if they do, so what? He has such... Huge numbers, huge revenue uh, just from cable subscriptions. Good luck. And by the way, their online thing, Fox Nation, is a huge hit because of him. Because of him. And he did a you know three-part series on January 6th. He's got a whole bunch of documentaries and interviews on there. He's got millions of subscribers paying six bucks a month just for him. So he is a revenue machine, and they can't really do much about it. He's uh, I'm, I'm going to say he's doing a little better than than uh, uh, Jill Biden when it comes to, you know, people. So he's, he's doing better than CNN Plus, you're telling me. Yes. Well, the late CNN Plus had 10,000 viewers. So I think this has millions, Fox Nation, millions. And Tucker is the main reason why it's somewhere in one of these stories. Oh, God. Dealing with technology, technology issues. Uh, here. Oh no, Cullinane was right. He was. I'm not, <laughs> I, I never denied it. Although I will say I'm better with tech than, than Kirk. I mean, Christ. But again, you do have the USB mic plugged in. So that's a step ahead. Uh, uh, I do. And uh, my uh, mouse is dead. But uh, it's somewhere in one of these stories about how much revenue he's created for Fox Nation. This is beautiful. I love it. I love it because it's just going to give him more fodder, more motivation to go go hard after them look forward to it and 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 when you juxtapose it behind uh, against all the frauds who were at the white house correspondence dinner you know all tucks dressed in their tuxes and sucking up to power tucker would never i mean i'm sure he has in the past but these days he would never go there neither would you know laura ingram or greg gutfeld or any of the people that the media hates because they're so jealous of them but uh, we can get to the White House Correspondents' Dinner and a whole bunch more things here. On uh, and Tough news for our friend Mike Lindell, who was almost back on Twitter. Yep. We'll give you an update on that and more. But uh, first, let me tell you who is sponsoring today's show. That would be Yarboard, our friends from Yarboard. Hi, today's show is brought to you by Yaboard, the most fun electric scooter on the market. With gas prices skyrocketing, you know, we've been telling you about this. The Biden administration has been trying to bully Americans and paying 50, 60, 70 grand for a new electric car. But we got a much more practical solution. Get a scooter. Instead, whether you're in the city and you don't want to worry about parking or you're on an RV trip, and want a convenient way to get into town, or you just want to cruise around for fun, an electric scooter is the perfect vehicle. The Yardboard's unique design approaches transportation with one goal, make it as fun as possible. Unlike most electric scooters that you've seen, the Yardboard has four wheels, which creates a riding style very similar to that of a snowboard. But compared with a snowboard, the handle lets you carve even harder. That's important. And you learn to ride much quicker. 
It has three different speed modes, so you can start slow and work your way up until you get comfortable. It's also tremendous in off-road conditions and can handle just about any terrain you throw at it. Weighing in at just under 30 pounds, the Yarboard is one of the lightest scooters in the world while still going 22 miles an hour and having a range of 20 miles. It also folds flat so it can be easily transported in the trunk of a car or stored in the garage or the closet. Check it out now at Yarboard.com. That's Y-A-W-B-O-A-R-D. Yarboard.com or just Google Yarboard. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, grave reviews for Callahan Coffee at the uh, race yesterday. Lots of people tell me how good it is. And I said, thank, thank that big slob over there. The guy, you know, the guy who didn't run, didn't walk. Did you, did you get winded walking from your car to the broadcast location yesterday? No, no I might be like top 10 all-time walkers. I'm so good at it. Yeah, you should. Well, next year, you're going to have to walk the Ritzer race and uh, get a little sweat going. But uh, maybe we'll have uh, coffee. Everyone was saying, why don't you? bring some here to the race, you know, give it out, share it. I should have, should have thought of that, but I don't think of things like that, but you can get Callahan coffee at CallahanCoffee.com. Proudly roasted to order in Waltham mass. We ensure that you can get the freshest and highest quality coffee possible delivered right to your door. You go on there, you can pick it out and get yourself a pound, get it for mother's day. Get it for Father's Day. Get it just to try it because it's so damn good. While you're there, you can get a Bug the Chug mug. Bug the Chug came to the Ritzer race last time, last fall, but he couldn't make it this year. Maybe next time, but check it out at CallahanCoffee.com. I'm getting my my dad a nice bag for Father's Day. Oh, good, good. That's a good idea. Get it for Father's Day. You know, it just smells good, too. You give it to someone, they smell it, and this stuff smells awesome. Uh, we got to get to a few more things on this Monday. Um, I'll mention Mike Lindell because, you know, Mike Lindell is the greatest example of cancel culture there is. The guy's selling bed, dog beds and pillows and slippers, and he's and big corporate media working hand-in-hand, hand-in-glove with the uh, Biden regime and the people, by the way, who want to establish a disinformation board, a ministry of truth. Those are the people that have canceled Mike Lindell. He's not allowed to sell his stuff in big box stores and Costco's and BJ's or bed and breakfast or bed and beyond breakfast, whatever it is, bed, bath and beyond. He gets back on Twitter. I saw this yesterday morning says I'm back. And you know, he started a new account, said him back and they, whoever out there, these snakes, these, these, vile people out there in Silicon Valley uh, working on a Sunday, you know, wait, what, two hours? How long was he on? A couple hours. Like He's a on few Twitter. Minutes, yeah. <laughs> and they cancel him again. So the logic is why? Because he questioned the election results. Again, it's just so maddening. The people that are doing this to him, the people who in at Twitter, you know, Pramag and VJJ, and the rest of those scumbags, they, they, they questioned the election results four years earlier. All of them. All of them. This question, oh, Trump stole it. Trump, this is not legit. He's not. He's out from Russia. They lied about that election. They lied about the election when Bush beat Gore. It's a tradition. They, they question every election a Republican wins. They question the Republican governor in Georgia who beat Stacey Abram in a rout by 45,000 votes. And they say it's not legit. And nobody gave a damn. It was just like, you know, part of the deal. Republican wins. The, the liberals question it. Mike Lindell questioned things in in Milwaukee or in Atlanta and the vote, whatever. Who cares whether it's legit or not? You used to be allowed to have a crazy opinion in America, but this guy tries to get back on Twitter and two hours later, they bring him back down and, and people want to give power to these awful people. Uh, we can, we can get more into that ministry of truth and that absolute clown. I'm glad we get into this last week. Yeah. Ironhead. I'm glad we played her video that Mary Poppins brought. Oh God. Is she just, just detestable. Her government yeah. picture. I haven't been able to get out of my head. Oh, I know. And the voice and the sound. And there's a whole bunch of videos of her singing. And it's just torture watching her sing. She's she's just this egomaniac who thinks she belongs on Broadway. And they call her an expert in disinformation. She's a purveyor of disinformation. She was one of the people who said the Russians, you know, the, the, the Hunter laptop, Russian disinformation. She applauded 
Twitter taking it down and big tech uh, banning any reference to the Hunter laptop, which would have affected the election. She bought into the Russia hoax for, for years. She it's like, this is like putting Hunter Biden in charge of, you know, the war on drugs, putting in charge of the DEA. This is one of the worst culprits, the worst purveyors of disinformation. Who's going to be in charge of a board overseeing disinformation. And I don't know if you saw this yesterday. I forget what show he was on. Mayorkas was on a few different TV shows. And he said that they want to use, here it is. Um, this is a remarkable quote. Mayorkas would, he's in charge of Homeland Security, which is amazing. And he supports this woman, this crazy woman who sings songs and does little skits. And it's just, oh, she's just gross. I mean, <laughs> yeah. She, she, she's, again, one of those women, if you met her in a bar at the gym, you'd run the other way. She just, oh, God, I mean, how would you ever, you wouldn't want her in your company, let alone being in charge of silencing opposing views. Here's, here's my orcus. Uh, was it yesterday? Yes. No, NPR, last week. So he's on with friends, with, you know, supporters. He's on with NPR. And he's talking about disinformation. And he says, we need platforms to do more. And frankly, we need law enforcement and our legislatures to do more. In other countries, like the UK, they have an online safety bill uh, where they're trying to make it illegal Awful, uh, awful, but lawful, awful, but lawful content. They want to make it illegal. Awful, but lawful. That's kind of the American way. You don't need the First Amendment to protect safe, popular speech. It's there to protect unpopular speech. It's there to protect speech you don't like from people you don't like, as Musk said. But back to that quote, we need law enforcement to do more. Law enforcement, like cops? like state troopers, like feds, to do more to police unpopular, or in their case, speech that opposes the regime, the Biden regime. That should chill everyone to the bone. Mm. A guy in charge of a huge and powerful uh, department, Homeland Security, and that lunatic Mary Poppins lady are going to use law enforcement to stop you from speaking out against the regime. They said it out loud. God knows what they say behind closed doors. How does that not scare everybody? If you're on the side of these lunatics, I understand. But you know what? Trump might be back in the White House in 2024, or please God, DeSantis, mm. or someone else. You want them to have a disinformation board? No. What the hell happened to people? What are they thinking? Just insane, but... So there was a lot of jokes about that at the White House Correspondents' Dinner. I'm amazed anybody goes to, well, I'm not amazed anybody goes to it. Obviously, the New York Times is there, the Washington Post. It's a big circle jerk for these corporate media types who support Biden. And, you know, look at him with the bow tie. That just makes me laugh. This is Biden speaking to his supporters, the White House Correspondents. There was one table of Fox people, and he called them out and thought it was like a, an attack, a criticism saying that they're vaccinated. When whoever said the Fox news staff, whoever said, you know, Harris Faulkner wasn't vaccinated. Where did he come up with that idea? Whoever said that Fox news people didn't get vaccinated. It's just bizarre. I mean, obviously they, most of them did. I mean, particularly the older, the fat people, they all got vaccinated and the people who want to go to the white house every day, like Peter Ducey had to get vaccinated. So they did. So what? And he gets a big round of applause because he points out, hey, see those Fox News people? They're here because they got vaccinated. <laughs> we got you. What? I don't even understand the point, but he made a bunch of lame jokes, stupid jokes, uh, taking shots at Trump and at the media. But um, did, his, did, his, did he correct? Did he fix his tie in the middle of his riff, middle of his rant? I think it keeps going up and down like it moves. <laughs> If if, he, if he's telling the truth, it goes up and maybe it's battery operated. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's listen to some. It wasn't bad. I'm I didn't. I'm not going to be one of these people. I'm sure Hannity will be upset about it today and others. But I didn't take offense. He made jokes about whatever Trump and about 
about his, he made some self-deprecating jokes, which you have to do and he got some laughs, but let's, he's not very good at this surprise, surprise, but he stuck to the script and he did get some laughs. Go ahead. We're here to show the country that we're getting through this pandemic. Plus, everyone had to prove they were fully vaccinated and boosted. So if you're at home watching this and you're wondering how to do that, just contact your favorite Fox News reporter. They're all here, vaccinated and boosted. All of them. I mean, I don't even, I don't even understand Who, whoever said they weren't okay, whoever said Fox news people are anti-vax. It's so weird. They did. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, uh, who? Peter Ducey. Yeah. When did he say he was against vaccines? I, I don't oh, no, no, no. It. I'm saying the left says that they say that even though they don't, they always mix up their words and make them say what they want uh, them to say. Right. And, and <laughs> anyway, anyway, he, uh, you know, I had a few other shots at Biden and I mean, at Trump and everything else. And um, uh, one interesting uh, no show was Fauci. Fauci, the biggest fraud, the mm. biggest creep. I mean, he, he creeps me out almost as much as uh, what's her name? Nina Jankovic, the uh, Mary Poppins, scary. The New York post calls her scary Poppins. The boogie woman. Uh, yeah, Fauci said he couldn't, didn't want to go to the dinner because, you know, he wanted to be careful because of COVID. He went to the pre-dinner parties and he dressed like some kind of hipster. You know, he had the, Call uh, the little mock turtleneck. He looks like and he wants to be. He wants to be yeah, James there he is. Bond. This this picture is great. He's uh, he took a few pictures with Don Lemon. He's got he doesn't have his glasses on. He's got the turtleneck. Is there any bigger star sucker? Any bigger star bleeper than than Fauci? Wants to hang. There's another picture of him with Jonathan uh, Capehart and Don Lemon. Two big, crazy, left-wing, gay, black guys. And he's like, oh, look, I'm going to take a picture with the gay, black guys because I'm so hip. And behind him is a server, like a waiter, with a mask on. So the guy who was afraid to go to the dinner because of COVID went to the parties with no mask. And the servants had to wear masks. It's just so perfect. He's just such a freaking fraud. But I'm not going to join those who are killing Trevor Noah. I thought he was fine. I thought, you know what? He's perfect for this situation. He tells jokes. He does take some shots at people, but he does it in such a benign way. He doesn't feel like anyone's going to get offended and they don't. And he talked about a free press and, oh, there's, is this, yeah, this is the picture behind Don Lemon and Fauci. You get to see the waiter or whatever he is, server, servant with the mask on. There's a bunch of pictures throughout the whole night like this. That is so perfect. But do you want to listen to some Trevor Noah, Noah Trevor? Because he was fine. He, you know, he took his shots and he did talk about the, you know, how lucky these frauds are to be working in a free press in the United States. But you know what? If you, Obviously, they're going to pick a liberal and they want to pick a minority. That's what they're going to do. He, he was about as good as you'd expect. Go ahead, Trevor. You know, I think ever since you've come into office, things are really looking up. You know, gas is up, rent is up, food is up, everything. No, it really has been a tough first year for you, Mr. President. And, and sure. He, I, like, I like how Biden's like, this is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, there was a lot of people killing him on Twitter because they're laughing at a recession. They're laughing at pain that Biden has inflicted on, on uh, you know, middle America working people, which is true. And obviously Biden doesn't give a damn. He's laughing about it. But... That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to make that. that That's an actual criticism of Biden, which you never, ever hear from late night comedians. I mean, J- Jimmy Kimmel is probably offended by this. You're attacking my guy. And let me tell you about Shay. Let me tell you what Shay could do for you. They can, they can improve your home. That's what they could do. This is your spring home improvement project right here. They have a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed in your home. Whether you're building a new home, or you got an old home that needs a little upgrading. Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. They've got many options available, including concrete, but you can also customize with beautiful stone or brick. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. They'll remove the old stairs, which are really heavy, Bring in the new stairs in a matter of hours. You have a great looking new front entrance that will add value to your home. It's an investment. It's not an expense. 
with one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Learn more about their precast concrete steps at shakeconcrete.com, where you can also look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. They're always hiring because business is booming, and they're a great company to work for. Right now, they have fif- between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. You know, they're probably sitting at home, uh, Stephen Colbert going, that's not, what about Trump? Trump? This is the one that um, everyone's most upset about. This is the evacuation line. Okay, let's hear it. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. Please be careful leaving tonight. We all know this administration doesn't handle evacuations well. Good night, everybody. Thank you so much. That's a good little dig. Who's yeah. upset about it? I didn't see any criticism. Who's upset about it? The right. Like uh, Bobert and uh, oh, like yeah. all those well, people. It's like I mean, a- I understand. They, they, these are people, like, if you're Bobert or um, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene or one of the, or Matt Gates, you get criticized for everything and anything, so you're never going to. Yeah, so they, they should know more than anyone how much it sucks yeah. and not to do it. Yeah, but I can't. I mean, if we're going to sit here. And talk about how, you know, you're, you can't make jokes anymore. People get canceled for making a joke. I can't turn around and say, well, that joke was over the line. I mean, jokes no. are jokes, it's for joke. Christ's sake. It's a joke. It's a joke. All right, let's get to a couple more things. Speaking of jokes, oh, we did Mike Lindell. Speaking of jokes, I got to do this Washington Post uh, yes. tweet. <laughs> that This made me laugh out loud. This, this is how out of touch. Obviously, New York Times, we've talked about. Washington Post, same thing. Boston Globe, they're just, they don't have comics anymore. Comic pages, because they don't need them. Their front pages are such jokes. Their content, their columns are all just laugh out loud, uh, humorous, uh, funny. Uh, And this is how they misread the public. The Washington Post puts out a tweet, and I assume there's a story. Is there a story attached to this? Because I just saw the tweet. And laughed at it and uh, moved on. But let me find it. Oh, there, you got it. This is the other story. So their criticism is about the border wall, Trump's border wall, because Trump called it unclimbable. And obviously, you know, it's Trump. Everything is the greatest ever, and he had the greatest wall. But who cares, first of all, whether it's unclimbable? it worked. Everyone knows it worked. They, they lie about it because they have to lie about it. Um, there, we got a good picture of it. They got a ladder. This is the, you know what the best part of this is? You can't tell Craig, but we have a picture on the screen of this 30 foot border wall and they have a ladder and there's what, one, two, four or five illegal immigrants trying to climb it, get over the other side. There's a pile at the bottom. See, uh, yeah. and, and, um, that you can't see it unless you zero in. They're wearing masks. <laughs> they really? <laughs> They're wearing, well, that guy is, one of them is, you can right see here, yeah. he's got a mask. Yeah. He's got a mask. But you, your question would be, oh, look, Trump said it's not climbable, and these people, they're putting their best effort in, and they're climbing it. I always wonder when people say walls don't work, well, these people you're looking at would just walk right over the border if there were no wall. Even if they get over it, you're really making them work for it, aren't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, if you haven't seen the story, go, go back to the headline, uh, you, you, the picture and headline. The the criticism they have is not that the ball is climbable. It's that these illegal immigrants, these criminals, are hurting themselves <laughs> because they're getting to the top and they're jumping or falling and they're breaking their ankles. And they have to go to the hospital and Ankles they have like, legs, yeah. they have all the people, they have like records of uh, so many people going to the emergency room nearby for, with broken legs, broken ankles. And that's why the Washington post is upset because, uh, because illegal immigrants are hurting themselves cr- criminally entering our country. Yeah. It says right and, here, uh, the trauma wards and the hospitals, people are coming in with skull fractures, broken vertebrae and shattered limbs. <laughs> and and they want and that's that's our fault or Trump's fault for trying to protect the border. These people are out of their minds. You imagine the average ass idiot in whatever middle America sitting there in wherever Tulsa, and he's online. He reads and they says, "Oh shoot, they can get over the wall. That's too bad. They can climb. Look at that. These criminals are." And they read the story and they say, "Oh, these poor people are hurting themselves." I got it. You know what a solution that would be. 
don't climb the wall. Don't fall over the other side of the wall. It's just so laughably uh, uh, out of touch, out of touch. And so what's the solution? To, he, he, I, I could think of a couple of solutions. Make the wall smaller, like, like cut off the top half or get those big mats they have for the pole vault. Yes. You know, we could put <laughs> yeah. those all. If you, if you propose that in Congress, you would get real support from the majority party. Um, think of it. You, either AOC or Ayanna Presley or you know Pelosi or Bernie Sanders would be against putting mats down so these poor folks could land comfortably. No, <laughs> Stephen Stephen texts at us. Says, Are they also mad at the flowing water that's causing the drownings? That's true. Maybe we could put up a dam, and that way make the Rio Grande easier to swim across. Hire local across. beavers, yeah, <laughs> and stop that damn current. That damn river is drowning immigrants. We got to do more. Uh, if you, if you did propose putting mats, pole vaulting mats on the other side of the wall, you would get, I don't know if we get the majority, maybe mansion or cinema would hold out, but you get the majority of the house and, you know, half the Senate to support that because they're in, they're invested in illegal immigration. <laughs> this, this photo always kills me. That is that is AOC crying at an empty parking lot for the cameras. That's what kind of fraud she is crying. I wonder if she cried when she got a ticket for parking in the handicap spot in her she, Tesla. She does look like she's dressed up like her car in this picture. That's right. She's dressed up like some kind of angel, you know, there at the border, pretending to cry at the cages with the kids in cages. By the way, there's like 10 times more kids in cages now under Biden than there was under Trump, but not a mention. Not a word about the kids in cages anymore. But uh, anyway, that's what's uh, got the New York uh, Washington Post all upset. She's uh, an angel. <laughs> <laughs> she, and she's going nowhere. That's the thing. AOC, Ayanna Pressley, they're going nowhere. They got their little safe districts where, you know, the people support them because they're famous. AOC is going to be in Congress for 50 years. She could never win statewide, certainly couldn't win uh a national election. So she will stay in Congress, kicking and screaming, making a fortune, demanding you, Ironhead, pay off her college loans. I, you know what? I've come to, I've, here's what I've decided. I want Biden to do this because it's so unpopular. It's so insane. It, it will hurt them in the midterms because I don't know. I don't know who's in favor of it. Other than other freeloaders, people who want working class people to pay the debts of the privileged other than people who want the have-nots to pay for the haves. And there's, they're out there, obviously. They're crazy liberals. But most people think it's insane that, that you took out a loan to go to college. You got a degree. You got the product you paid for. You got your degree. You get to keep that. And some other idiot out there delivering Amazon packages or delivering pizzas, he has to pay your debt. Someone has to explain to me the fairness in that. I don't see it, but I want him to do it just... So it can blow up on his face. He knows Biden knows how well, Biden, I shouldn't say Biden. He knows nothing, but people <laughs> around him, they know how unpopular it is, how unfair it is. It's just the people who always talk about fairness, these crazy liberals, Ayanna and AOC and Pelosi, they're the ones talking to Liz Warren constantly talking about paying your fair share. And their goal now is the, is the definition of unfairness, getting people who didn't go to college, who didn't take out loans they couldn't afford to pay the debts of those who did. Just madness. But I'm rooting for it. I've decided I'm rooting for it. All right. We got to leave it there for today, Ironhead. Uh, anything else? I know we had a lot over the weekend. Um, I feel like I'm missing something. What am I missing? Um, all I got left is just a... Uh, uh, Biden's Mickey Mouse joke, which was stupid. All right, let's finish with Biden's Mickey Mouse joke because he's obviously taking shots at Florida who are making, speaking of making people pay their fair share, the state of Florida is now making Disney pay their taxes. Brutal. That's why it's such a brilliant move by uh, DeSantis. And liberals like Joe Biden and AOC and Pelosi and you know everybody on CNN and MSNBC, they're upset that liberals are being forced to pay a liberal a corporation is being forced to pay their taxes. But let's listen to uh, Joe and his crooked bow tie. Takes some shots right. at the he said, Mr. Gorbachev, tear this wall down. 
Today's Republicans say, tear down Mickey Mouse's house. And pretty soon they'll be storming Cinderella's castle. You can be sure of it. That really oh, didn't good. get a laugh from me. <laughs> I know you look at it. I don't know who they're showing there. They're fake. Someone's fake laughing. Doesn't that just look like the worst place in the world? I can't believe how many people go to that. Just you can smell the gaseous odors and you could just the Duga breath on these people and just mm. the fake, all of them, you know, looking, you know, people at your party, they'll talk to you, but they'll be looking behind you for someone more important. You know that feeling, right? Oh, of course. Naturally. Yeah, they look and see who else is here. I'm wasting enough time with this slob. And they're looking behind you and say, who else can I talk? <laughs> why, <laughs> why are you showing Chris Christie in his baseball uniform? You said slob. That's yeah. what <laughs> Chris, look at that. He's got his ass on backwards again. Yeah. It's we never not pictures, funny. Pictures of uh, uh, Chris Christie in his baseball uniform just bursting at the seams. Man, <laughs> I assume that was the biggest uniform they had yeah. and it's still about three sizes too small but we know right, it was we'll, made in america they don't make uniforms that big oh, in china right. we, we will finish with that <laughs> with that load chris christie but anyway again thanks to uh, everybody thanks to everybody for showing up yesterday at the ritzer race thanks to everyone who ran who walked who who contributed who got a pink shirt i would thank you for showing up but you really didn't do anything Ironhead, you just showed up and I was ready to fight off PETA or whoever else true. was going to come that's, after you. That's true. You were there. You had you were at you had my back, and I appreciate it. But uh, thanks, I appreciate it. I am Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.